Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I'm sure many of you guys noticed the pretty significant sell-off in the U.S. stock markets yesterday. I mean, the Dow Jones alone was down over 800 points. Over 3%. It was actually, I think, the third largest, in terms of points, the third largest sell-off in its history in a single day. Uh, a similar story in the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. And, you know, I'm recording this video early Thursday morning, so the U.S. markets haven't opened yet. Futures markets have been open, and they're already down. Um, the the Asian markets were down overnight. European markets were down overnight. So, you know, it's not looking great, but, you know, by the time you're watching this video, by the time markets are, are halfway into the day today, you know, I don't know where it's heading. This this thing could continue. And this could be the beginning of the big crash or a significant correction, or they could be back up 800 points today. I don't know. We'll see. But you know, this crash was this drop, whatever you want to call it, was big enough to get the president's attention. He actually gave a quick soundbite interview yesterday and you know in that interview he you know pretty quickly he found a scapegoat for this plunge and that's the federal reserve and and you know i want to say right off the bat he's not necessarily wrong i mean this at its core i think is a fed bubble and the fed just like they did back during the great recession the financial crisis is going to play a big role in popping this bubble and, and i'll get to that a little bit later on in this video but you know i did find it interesting that he brought this up um right after this specific drop in the markets because you know my my faithful followers and and, and listeners viewers whatever you're going to call yourselves you might remember that just this past Sunday, I actually published a video titled Trump Predicts Stock Market Crash. And in that video, I went back to the 2016 election during a debate with Hillary Clinton in which Trump comes out and basically says uh, the, the economy's not really doing that well. It's mostly just a stock market that's in a bubble that's making it look good. But even that's going to come crashing down as soon as the Fed raises interest rates even a little bit. Very bad things will happen. The Fed's being political, et cetera, et cetera. And then he went on to not really say a whole lot about it past that, kind of taking credit for this for this stock market bubble, new record highs and whatnot. But, you know, I, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, maybe, just maybe he was watching that video late Sunday night. No, probably not. But, you know, humor me here for a second. You know, let's humanize presidents here for a second. You know, uh, I'm sure just like us, many past presidents and including our and of course our current president they probably spend late nights watching you know hours upon hours of youtube videos right and so right now you know bill clinton you know his his favorite topic right now is is of course uh, ariana grande uh, music videos you know you guys you guys all saw that funeral where uh, go go google it um you can see it for yourselves uh, you know and, and of course george w bush uh, you know, his his favorite two, two um, I guess, types of videos right now, I would guess, would be like a tie between uh, kittens falling asleep and, and then reliving the glory days of, of the shock and awe 2003 Iraq invasion. You know, just watching ABC newscast hours upon hours. You know, Barack Obama probably goes back to like his 2008 election and, and his, his campaign speeches back then, back when he had some semblance of, of principles and whatnot. 
right? Even if we disagree with a lot of them, at least he had them. And, and I think he kind of lost those over time. You know, and then Trump, you know, late Sunday night, you know, he's, he's, he's Googling or, or YouTubing the difference between the Yuan and the uh, Chinese uh, renminbi. They're the same thing, basically. They're just kind of two different words for, for the currency. Um, and then he sees in a suggested tab, you know, uh, Trump predicts stock market crash and you know, his interest has peaked. So he watches it. Um, he thinks it's garbage. This is old news. This is fake news. Who is this liberal talking? And by the way, I'm not a liberal. And then um, you know, he just you know forgets about it. But then the stock market crashes yesterday, and all of a sudden he goes back to that video and he's like, hey, you know what? That guy was actually kind of talking some some sense. Maybe this is a Fed bubble. And so he comes out today, and, and I don't know, probably not. But you, you get what I'm saying here. Um, He's definitely kind of following the playbook that he would have followed back in the election. And and again, he's not necessarily wrong. But, you know, I think as this thing comes apart, as this falls apart, the, I'm talking about the economy, the stock market, it's, it's going to be a struggle for him to control the narrative. Because ultimately, I don't think that when it pops, that this bubble popping or that the bubble itself is going to be his fault. It's not. And, and that's not... You guys know I'm not a huge Trump fan, but it's not. It's not even necessarily Obama's fault or Bush's fault. Like, yes, they were in office and they had much more time to contribute to it, and they did. Just like I think Trump has somewhat in his you know, year and a half in office. But, you know, primarily I think that this is a function of the Federal Reserve, of central banks, of fiat currency, and, and maybe a couple other things in the markets, things like high-frequency trading and ETFs and, and, and some other things that, that lend themselves to building large bubbles. And I don't think it's him. But with that being said, the, the American people are not going to look into this very deeply when it crashes. They're going to, just like Trump, they're going to want a scapegoat. And that scapegoat oftentimes is whoever's in office. I mean, look at how many people blamed George W. Bush for the financial crisis. Was it his fault? Was it his administration's fault? I mean, they could have done things differently. Sure. You know, I certainly don't agree with how they handled it, along with the Obama administration in terms of, of bailouts and, and whatnot. But at its core, come on, guys, we, we know that it, a lot of it was the Fed. And so he could have done things differently, right? He, he could have talked to the Fed as much as there's this whole talk about the independent Fed. They're not independent. They're not. They're, they're, I mean, who is it that, that runs and, and, and pays for the Fed and, and whatnot? It's well, it's banks, right? Large banks. And, and maybe you can go deeper into like these big families, the Rothschilds or whatever, but it doesn't matter. They're not independent. They're just not necessarily have open communication with the you know our two current political parties or, or the White House or something like that. So he's, he's going to find that scapegoat this time around. Um, but I think he would have been better off if he had continued in that... I guess, train of thought that he brought up during that debate two years ago and followed through on that, right? As soon as he is elected, before Inauguration Day, continue to talk about, before he's even entered office, continue to talk about how the stock market is in a bubble, how the economy is rotten to the core, fake news numbers, whatnot, whatever you want to use to call it uh, that, Talk about how the Fed is being far too weak with their monetary policy, how they gave Obama a pass, how they barely raised interest rates on his watch. When they raised interest rates in December 2016, talk about it. Get upset about it. The Fed is already raising interest rates faster for you than they were for Obama, and that has been the case, right? 
And then once you take office, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know, the, the, the blueprint that I think of for this would be something like the Chinese government. And, and ultimately, I don't think the Chinese government is going to stop their own economic bubble from popping. But, you know, what they basically did, I mean, they, they were very open about this. They, they didn't cheerlead the economy and the stock market until it ultimately crashed. You know, back in, when was this, late 2016, 17, I think it was 17, uh, you know, the, the Chinese, you know, the central bank came out and they actually warned about the possibility of a Minsky moment, meaning that this debt is getting out of control and at some point, more and more debt is not going to feel like economic growth. It's actually going to subtract from economic growth. Over the short term, not just over the long term, because we know that's, that's, that's the case for long term. And so they instituted some policies to corral the bubble, to let some air out of it. They were, they were going for something that you might call a soft landing versus a hard landing, which would be like a financial crisis, a total crashing of, of the markets and of the economy. Now, thus far, they've been somewhat successful in avoiding a hard landing. They haven't been super successful in letting air out of the bubble. A not significant amount. I think that this kind of follows the whole principle of there's no such thing as a free lunch. You can't benefit off of a huge bubble growing and then not also deal with the repercussions of it ultimately popping. And I think China's bubble will ultimately pop. They have two choices. Either they can give up on the soft landing approach and, and, and let it grow, or they can continue on this and ultimately I think it'll still pop. But he could have taken a path like that. Instead, you know, it's looking more and more like he very well may be presiding over one of the worst economic calamities in the U.S.'s history. Certainly, uh, probably something that would be as bad as a financial crisis. It might not be a financial crisis, but it'll be bad. Could be worse. Could be a Great Depression. Could be worse than that. Now, notice I said presiding. I didn't say to blame for or anything like that. But you know the American people, and many of them will blame him. They're, you know, if he can continue on this Fed train of thought and, 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 and narrative. Sure, he can maybe keep some of his base going into the next election. But I don't know. I, I think he really has to continue on this. He really has to continue pushing that the Fed is being too tight or something like that. Or that the Fed is popping this bubble as you know they're making the same mistake that they blew up this. I mean, he has to add that as well, that who blew up this bubble in the first place? It was the Fed, right? He has to acknowledge that this is a bubble in the first place in the economy, in the stock market, etc. And, and if he does that, I think he has a better chance of controlling the narrative. But I also get it, I, I get it, that that when when is the last time a president was in office and actually didn't cheerlead the economy as it was not in a recession or cheerlead the stock market while it was you know reaching new highs. I mean, what president would do that? That would seem like political suicide and maybe over the short term, short term it would be, but over the long term, you know, I think he's setting himself up for a better chance at a second term, and you know, potentially maybe he can soften somewhat of the blow of the financial crisis or or the next stock market crash because people know it's coming, or at least they've heard it from our president. You know, now the other, the the other thought that I have on this though is that say what you will about Donald Trump, like him, hate him, whatever. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think he's a joke, right? Even even um, very partisan people that usually would still say that, you know, whatever, um, the right isn't that bad. I just disagree with them, right? They still just dislike Trump much more than they would have disliked um, 
I don't know, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or something like them if they had, had taken office, right? The, the hysteria about Trump is pretty pretty high. Okay. And so, you know, with that, I think lack of respect, lack of legitimacy surrounding him. And this is this is just what I see from not just the media, but from people as a whole. Um, you know, there, there there's a possibility that, you know, if he were to come out and do this and, and take this anti-Fed approach, that, you know, I don't know, maybe he would kind of hurt, hurt our cause. And, and I'm not totally sold on this. I think uh, he's the president. I mean, whatever. Whoever's in office, whatever politician we can get to, to you know, call out the Fed for what they're doing is great. But there would be some people that would say, you know, this is not good for our cause. We don't want to align ourselves with Trump, right? We don't want to make and the Fed an alt-right, which I, I hate the term, but, you know, an alt-right type of thing or anything like that. I get that. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of split on it. You know, ultimately, what I think is going to happen is that he will continue to kind of push this Fed narrative, but things will, I don't know, erupt somewhere else. It'll be more than just a stock market thing. It'll erupt in some other se- sector of the economy. Um, two and two might not be put together by him, his advisors, etc. That that's still the Fed that blew up that bubble, and they're the same ones that are popping it. Whether it's the housing market or the bond market or whatever. Although the bond market, I'll get to that in a second, but. Um, he'll continue to maybe criticize the Fed some, but he's going to tr- struggle to, to control this narrative and, and to really shift the blame to somebody else while also uh, you kind of inspiring hope for, for the recovery. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Maybe not. Maybe you guys have different thoughts on it. Let me know down below in the comments. You know, talking about the bond market, because I, I was tweeting about this last night, it'll be interesting because this time around, I, I really think that fiscal irresponsibility in the past past 10, 20 years, or however long it's been since we really started um, building this deficit significantly. It, it, I think it's going to play a larger role in this bubble popping than it has in the past. Because you, you're seeing yields rise. I think they have a long ways to rise as the Fed unwinds their balance sheet, as um, the uh, government issues more and more debt. You know, those rising, I talked about in my video yesterday, those rising rates will pop the bubble. And so I think it's interesting to see that as well. It's just kind of an observation of mine. But, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section talking about Trump, the Dow Jones. Is he going to be able to control this narrative? Was he watching one of my videos on Sunday night? I don't know. But, but you know, let me know what you think of it and let me know what you think of, of uh, the market crash in general and, and, and where it's all heading. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.